flooding place. Huh? Yeah, that's not what it is. Nice. We're kind of a, in a bright mood at the moment. So yeah, uh, <coughs> so as our listeners can hear, <coughs> uh, we are coughing our our hearts out lah, because pretty much because of the haze that's that has been going on for I don't know, feels like at least a month or so or more than that. I don't know, man. I've been coughing for two weeks. I even had a. That means two two weeks ago, I had a throat infection, and then um, I didn't know where it came from. Uh. But then after mm. yeah, after a few days, I thought about it. It might, should be the haze, uh, or at least that smell. Uh. You know, there's there's this constant burning smell. Yeah, and I'm pretty sensitive to all this shit. Uh. So yeah, well, I, I guess in about hmm, about early March, if I'm not mistaken, there's like fires burning like about one thousand near two thousand hectares of land were like burning up in. Uh, Riau Islands, uh. so you know Riau is super damn close to Singapore, right? Then, I don't know, then recently also Johor also got fire, which led to the smell of the, you know, smoky smell that we have now, right? which uh, yesterday was pretty bad actually at my place. Over, I don't know why, lah, but it was so bad at night that it felt like, it wasn't only myself, lah, it felt that I asked Ida, so as um, and then she mentioned that she also felt like her eyes were stinging. Yeah, it's it's quite bad. Yesterday I worked because I was OTing in the office mm. until like eight, eight plus, and then when I step out of the aircon, wow! As I step out of the building, it just hit me, man. Wow, it's damn strong. Man, even now I'm like turning on my aircon in my um this room right now because if I open the window, I think I'll be so irritated by the mm. entire you know the entire smell. But the smell the... still got a bit, right? Even if you on aircon, I still can smell it a bit. A bit lah, but the filters of the I think the filters are working doing their job lah. Yeah. Oh, I can't do this. Huh? Mitsubishi Electric. Huh? Mitsubishi Electric. Hey, also. Mitsubishi Electric. <laughs> yeah, Starmax. Huh? So, Starmax. Because we are my stars. Friend. Yeah, we are made of stars. Huh? Five stars are rising. Yeah, but uh, apparently you, you have to on your aircon once in a while to prevent it from uh, being underutilized. Huh? Something like that, huh? Yeah. Since yeah. when did we start this annual haze thing? <laughs> I think that... it was last year. During the same time, I think. We, I'm pretty yeah. sure we, we, we talked about this last year. Huh? I think it's a few years already, though. Like it's like a yearly occurrence. Uh. I know it didn't. It, it wasn't a thing when we were young, except for one mm. or two random years where it was damn bad. Yeah, but, like three hundred plus, four hundred plus psi. Yeah. But for the past few years, it, it's like an annual affair. I don't know, man. It's maybe it's tied to our climate as well. I mean, the general climate because you know, like it has been hot for the past. It's technically coming to the the hot period of like the region, and then because of that. It's easier to start fires because the plants are pretty much like drying up and everything. Everything is easier to burn, basically, more or less. So I guess once someone actually starts a fire, maybe to do whatever they want, they want to clear the forest or what to do something yeah. or what, then it 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 spreads like 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 wildfire, yeah. yeah, that's the shit. thing about it, like, As you clear more land, also shit, man. The trees, there's no trees. You're gonna be you're gonna get hotter as well. Good thing around my area here, there's a hill, uh, there's a hill and there's trees and everything. I don't think they're going to excavate the hill. It's going to be there as a park. <laughs> they did excavate half of, a bit of the, even a bit of the elevation for my housing estate. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the shady businessman uh, in Indonesia. They probably like see the climate a bit screwed up. Uh, then they see it as an opportunity. Okay, I'm going to start burning stuff. And then I can blame it on the climate. Maybe lah. And also, I guess it's easier, it's much faster to burn rather than to, you know, let's say chop trees slowly and everything. It's more, how do you say, economical lah. But at the, at the expense of like, God knows like so many thousands and thousands of people being affected by it lah. Hundreds of thousands even. Yeah, man. Don't let me see him on the street. Whoever you, you are. Find out. Yeah, whoever you are. It's like worse than e-scooters man. <coughs> Yeah la, this is affecting everybody's here. People are taking turns to fall sick. Yeah, I mean, even if you think about it, we as adults, we quite affected really. Imagine like kids or like the elderly, not not, not really a good like, you know, health and everything. It's, it's bad lah. It's kind of bad lah. It's pretty irresponsible lah, if you think about it. Mm. Just for their own. I guess that's that's what it takes for some people to be businessmen. Lah. You need to be a bit shady and yeah. Do I, like you yeah. Chua. I don't know, but that's what I think lah. You know, how, how there's always like, this evil businessman rescheming. Yeah, these people are burn forests. Huh? Oh yeah, same thing as, I guess prof, they take care more about profit than anything else. Same thing as, okay lah, our, our global economy is still heavily relying on like fossil fuels and everything. So like say, you know last time, talking about, we're talking about the climate anyway, right? So last time when we do all digging and everything, we, they pretty much can do 
one well at that timing, they can go straight down. Uh. Can go straight down mm. and then drill for that area. And then in recent years, I don't know, maybe in the past decade or so, there's this thing called fracking. Uh. So basically, they dig down, <laughs> go on the deep, <laughs> go on the very, uh, basically, they go down uh. and then they dig sideways all around uh. the area. So. Uh. so because of that, they can extract much more oil, but also at, at the expense of the environment. Uh. Like the area around there, all the surrounding areas might get affected because of the seepage of oil and everything. Uh. Huh. Kind of thing. How so, do you know these kind of things? Uh? I don't know, man. I'm a Malay guy. I should not know about these things, right? So Yeah, you should you should not know about these things. Eh? No, man. Uh, it's interesting because I guess it caught my attention. Uh. It's just interesting because I always wondered like, how things work. Uh. I mean, I don't really understand the, the how they actually do it. I understand the fundamentals, but if you ask me to do it, I need to learn, uh, I guess. <laughs> you never might not be useful. Might not be useful, but you know, never know. Yeah, you always surprise me. With how much you know. Yeah. Uh, doesn't, but, it doesn't but so show far, all this, all this information like, doesn't contribute to your, your life. Uh. Not really. La. Not yet. La. That's why we have the show. Un- unless you join like, who wants to be a millionaire? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what? Well, like, game, uh. wow. What's his name? David? What? David. David I don't know. David. He's, a, yeah, he's an yeah. MP now, right? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Maybe we should get him as a guest and see what's, how, how his life from being a, you know, game show host to being a MP la. He was a lecturer at Temasek Poly. Oh yeah, that one I know. Yeah. Same as Sylvia Lim also, I think. Who is Sylvia Lim? The WP, the lady that one. <laughs> you know me la, I don't know anything a- anything about all this uh, politics and what MP, don't know what PAP, PPAP. <laughs> <laughs> PPAP, I know. I so know that. <laughs> oh my god maybe we should create a party called PPAP uh, right? mm. just to confuse everyone uh. then put the pineapple with a lightning I don't know then. anyway yeah we, we were supposed to do this uh, in the morning uh. yeah uh, I what guess that, uh? I, I don't know I woke up uh, because we have blackout curtains right I didn't what? know uh, basically we have black, oh. blackout curtains meaning like uh, yeah. it's really dark uh. so when I realized when Sophia started waking up I think I realized it was like 10.30 10 plus Sophia woke up at 10.30. She, I think she pretty much woke up at maybe 9 ish and everything. Then she basically just zone out, play around, oh. go, to, go to Ida, go to myself. Is that considered quite late for a kid? Uh, maybe because she also slept quite late yesterday. Oh, how come? So I think we went out, stayed up quite late, I think. But mm. also we came back quite late because we went to visit uh, my in-laws and everything. Because mm. they came back from Dubai. Because so, yeah. my brother's kid wake up super early. But then again, she's one. So, <laughs> oh, she because at like five plus. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. She eventually, technic more or less generally speaking, like oh, so many words. <laughs> generally speaking, kids would yeah. after one or one or because they will wake up quite quite often at night. But then up to a certain point, they will sleep longer mm. So from the toddler age and everything, they will sleep like at least to be comfortable for the body. It'll be ten hours to eleven hours. Mm. If I'm not mistaken. Then after she wake up, you make her water the plants, right? Ah, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a weekend affair. I mean, uh, pretty much, uh, I die myself on the weekends. We let uh, Sophia water our plants. We recently got like two additional potted plants yesterday. Uh. Uh, randomly because uh, around our area there, there's a, there's a plant shop. And then Ida just, oh, I decided to buy a couple of plants yesterday after dinner. Then, oh, okay, no. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, so the small plants. Lah. So basically, yeah. Lah. So you know how kids, maybe, I don't know. My, my, I know Sophia loves to play with water and everything. So mm. what, why not actually make use of the water to actually do something useful? Lah. Yeah. Plus, we don't really have to water the plant after that because we actually let her do, do the work. <laughs> but it's play at the same time. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Mm. Well, like, at least she knows that in a way that she's contributing. Not really know the way she understands, but at least we know that she knows that it's, she's doing something useful also. Lah. Yeah. Of course she will she will um, of course sometimes just play the water throw in hell on the floor, right? But apart from yeah. there you try to that di- we will try to direct direct her to actually do the actually water the plants at the at the base of it, at the soil, and also yeah. spray some of the things at the leaves and everything. I think eventually you can like let her plant something from the start, you know, let mm. let her like witness the growth. That would be quite interesting for a kid. Yeah, maybe start with a uh, green bean or then become like Tauge, right? <laughs> that is so like primary school. Or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Just, you just need cotton, just put like green bean and the thing will grow. Right? 
I think you can buy her the chili seeds from NTUC. They want to grow quite well. I tried before. Oh, you put in soil, is it? Yeah. Surprisingly, it grows quite well in our climate. The red chili. Yeah, I think because I think that's that plant is suited for our climate as well. Yeah, so our regional chili plant, I think. I'm not sure what the thing are, but I would love to actually get my hands like you know more in depth in like uh growing our own stuff lah, our own herbs or what. But I need to learn uh. Uh, Some people are somehow more more talented or what do they call it? Have like green hands uh. Like for example, my my father-in-law is pretty good uh. Everything that he does, he plants and everything, everything grows really well. Like when he was back in Dubai, right, UAE, right. You know how the weather is like, like so hot and everything. Mm. But for some reason, suddenly he managed to grow watermelon. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, listen, grow watermelon in that climate, right? Huh. But you know, like uh, they say in the Bangalore, lah. So, uh, you know how Bangalore's the the kapa area is actually like a brick area. Now the name is like uh, soil or what, lah. Uh. So actually, the the water plant, plant actually grew out of the soil. I mean, it extended and grew out from the soil, and then it mm. like bad like watermelon fruits. Uh. <laughs> so I'm like, what? <laughs> wow, yeah. Ma- master what? Uh? master gardener. Master like botanist, botanist, botanist. Yeah, botanist. Uh, yeah. So right now, because they have a my my notes have a place in the Bilang Pata JB. So they plant like fruits, everything there as well. Uh. There's banana tree there and a lot of stuff, so it's quite nice. Uh. Mm. Mm. Singapore wise, I guess you need to do some urban farming, right? Yeah, that's what um, Dixie does. You know, right? Hmm. Mm, that's quite cool. The husband, right? I think it's called Com Crop. C O M. C O. Yeah, I think I saw one of the the things that they sell. I think that they go this. I saw it at Singshiong, if I'm not mistaken. And they they started putting it on shelves, uh, in certain uh, areas. Yeah. I think they try it. Uh. Yeah, they'll put it in those like, you know, high grocery sales places. I guess this kind of things is quite good because somehow or rather I feel that we need to, yes, even though most of our food is imported, but I think we need to start make, build, like growing our own stuff lah, just to somehow be like more sustainable. Yeah. Just in case yeah. Malaysia don't want to give us anything ready yeah, next time. Yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> Well, I think about it, this, our HGB area is actually quite prime. Our corridors are actually quite prime to do this kind of urban farming, if you think about it. Yeah, my the, the park downstairs of my place, there's a, mm. I, th- I think a lot of places have like, you know, those those community gardens where they mm. plant mm. veggie or, or, or fruits or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And it actually looks very nice. Looks like it's mm. doing well. Yeah. When I go for my morning runs, yeah, then I see the people who are tending to the garden. Yeah. And you decided to just like trample on their plants? No last. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll be part of them. I think it's quite calming, therapeutic to just... I think so. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a more not so frustrating experience as uh, fishing in my opinion. I don't really like fishing. Why? Because uh, it takes too long, more or less. Yeah, but I guess for plants, it's different because once you take care of it at the start, really, you can see it germinate slowly and everything. Like, that's fine because you're not going to be stuck there mm. in a period of time, that kind of thing. You'll just be doing different things anyway. Right? So that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think, maybe, I, think maybe like, it, I think farming is like, you, like, for example, every morning you go to here and then you do a routine set of stuff and then you're done for the day, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like fish, fishing, maybe like you have to be there. La. <laughs> right like, yeah, yeah even if it's like scorching hot you, it's not like you can just leave how did we end up talking about this uh, farming from uh, talking about oh we're talking about mo- the morning right yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we were supposed to record in the morning huh? oh yeah so you woke up at 10 30 yeah and then no because we we, we decided to do in it in the morning because um i thought cindy, just like we're fresh here right yeah i thought cindy was sleeping normally she's sleeping then today she wake up early <laughs> 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 so uh, maybe it wouldn't have worked also <laughs> I think so too la. Yeah. yeah because after we're quite ready Then settle Sophia Go breakfast You know how things go I think it gets Everything goes one in my one Never mind we can, tr- we can try Try that again Someday See whether I can Yeah can it? Does my voice sound sexy Like I feel yeah, like what? I feel like I have a very deep voice now <laughs> Because there's a phlegm Stuck Okay right Makes it but sound better Should this be be my permanent voice. No, I think it'd be too stressing <laughs> on your vocal cords. Really? <laughs> really, man? Yeah, right. If you were speaking, 
I thought you should know why. If you speak out of your so-called vocal range or what, or your normal tone or what, it will be very bad for your for your vocal cords, right? But I'm an excellent vocalist. <laughs> According to who? Yourself, huh? According to myself, huh? Must be confident myself first. Then you oh, confident with confident with key, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> confident. So like we're talking about how we actually what we actually do this morning, right? So for you, how's your more or less daily morning routine? Mm, you mean weekdays? Uh? Weekdays I usually like seven thirty. I oh because I'm a I need to warm up uh, in the morning. Warm up in the mm. sense that I need to take my time. I cannot like rush out of the house to go to work. So uh, I wake up and then I take like one hour to slowly eat breakfast and bathe. Uh, uh, and then and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays I jog uh, before work. Oh, what time you wake up, sir? Wake up at seven. Then I go jogging. How fast you jog? No, I, I jog very short. Only, uh. Oh, like 2.4? Uh. Yeah, normally 2.4. Uh. Then I sit downstairs to cool down, you know, think about life. <laughs> think about how to trample the plants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just sit there and then look at all the aunties and uncles uh, doing tai chi and you know uh, their morning walks quite nice to have that kind of feeling early morning yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's just me I really actually I'm quite a morning person but I don't like social interaction in the morning I cannot take social interaction in the morning <laughs> like, Sorry, if I, you you don't like if me, I yeah. see <laughs> like if I see you at the CMA platform I confirm walk the other way you know, it's not like I have anything against the person or what. I mean, huh. some people I do, but yeah, I'll just walk away because I'm, I'm not in the mood. Mm. I think yeah. I know why. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's one of your times where it's your your own solitary time, more or less. Apart from your closest social circle, which is pretty much Cindy in the morning. You know? mm. It's a way for you to just be among among your, your just be with yourself in a way. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. Yeah, for me, I guess similarly for me in the morning I wake up. I need time. I need some time to warm up as well. Because mm. nowadays, like I wake up at about six thirty, six forty-five. Uh huh. I mean, sorry, I wake up, shower, have my breakfast, then Sophia wakes up about seven, seven ish, seven twenty, and that. Mm. Then I also I also give her like breakfast as well. Then I dad goes out for work, and then I slowly either take my dump after I, you know I need to have breakfast first. Before mm. I can take uh, number two, or I shower Sophia first, depending. I I think I try, nowadays I try to I do the I take a dump first uh, because I know Sophia might sometimes in the morning so she will take a dump also after she eat breakfast. Mm. So like that uh, and then I send her down about eight thirty, eight ish, eight twenty to eight thirty to a childcare and I go to work uh. So more or less, it still takes about two hours for me to just go out of the house uh. mm. uh, I can't rush also because sometimes yeah. also she she went to manja with me or what then you know manja for a while. If you want, yeah, actually dumping is the first thing that I do. Once I wake up, I go dump. It's, it's natural I've, for me. I have heard that we talked about this before, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this before. Like, yeah, but, teeth, uh, eh? yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned that before, right? Do you brush teeth before you eat or after you eat? Huh? Before I eat. Huh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I guess I'm the opposite, man. How come yeah, I'm the only one who does that, uh? I brush then it you put you put your milk first before you put your cereal, right? Yeah, yeah. We spoke about this before. Yeah. yeah, but the most important thing is that what we have in common is we have to take a dump in the morning before we go to work. Because if not, for me personally, my whole day will be spoiled because of not being able to clear my bowels. Yeah, you no, know? clearing my bowels is an important period for me because without it, I feel stressed for the rest of the day. Eh? Uh, you are stressed about what? Like you scared you need to shit during work. I guess that's one thing. Lah, but there's like one more thing to worry about apart from work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. sometimes you don't know when you need to go. So might as well you set a time or what your body you, you put it in, in your back of mind to actually take a dump. Yeah. It's healthier also lah, to have a... It is. Lah. You need to... Yeah. You have to have a, at least one time a day or two times depending yeah. on what you eat. If you're net... If you're in the tunnel, then pretty much like three times or what? Uh. I think you shit like three to four times a day. Sir. Every time I go oh, bedrock. I go bedrock. <laughs> so he's literally full of shit. Uh. But one of the reasons also like I hate public toilets. Uh. I don't like to shit outside. Very gross to me. The office still okay. Uh. You know like the 50 Scots toilet okay. Uh. Have you been to the toilet on the other side, on the opposite side of your side? The, the single toilet that one? Yeah. But same what? Oh, the single toilet. No, no, no. Uh, should go there, man. It's like a life changer, I guess. Why were we talking about dumping? Uh? 
<laughs> no, I cannot remember why we're talking about dumping. Oh, because we're talking about morning morning routines. Yeah. Yes, we're talking about morning routines. Then have breakfast. Oh. oh. Then you got to feel about that. Thinking. Oh, the social about. interaction thing also. Yeah, I don't like to talk to people. Well, yeah. Are you okay with social interaction in the morning? Uh with my whoever is in the house, that's fine. Uh oh yeah, I guess so. I mean, even after I get ready to go and everything, that's fine, really. Yeah. You know me, I, I generally don't like people. But right. <laughs> that's why, that's why, like, yeah. I think I was talking to who? Uh? Is it you? How, like, when we travel, we also don't like to go to places with a lot of people? Uh, yeah. I think generally speaking, oh, I don't know. I don't, when I travel, I don't really enjoy going to, you know, super crowded places. Like, unless, for example, it's those really... The places that you need to go at this one, like, let's say, for example, New York or London or whatever. Yeah. But it's those like hubs, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. The, the, that was my previous trip when I was in London with Cindy. Because she never go, go before. Uh. It was my mm. second time there. But it was her first. Uh. Yeah, so of course, have to bring her go and see the, you know, the Tower Bridge and the usual stuff. Uh. Big Ben. The, you take the bus or something? Right? The... Uh, no, I just took, I don't know, train and then walk. London in the ground. Uh. Yeah, yellow. Then, wow, super crowded. Cannot take it. Love yeah. the towns. I love those tiny towns. Yeah. That the building don't go over like four stories or what. It's all like walk up kind of things. The roads are, every, every place is walkable. Yeah. One of my, yeah. one of my most memorable one was this super tiny town in, in um, Scotland. So basically the story is like, I just wanted to book a B&B on the way. Mm. Uh, that means it's, it's on the, like within my route, la, the intended route. And then mm-hmm. I booked that a nice B&B. And then it ended up being in this town called Tominto, where, and then it happens to be the highest point in Scotland. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How high was it? So, uh, sorry, the highest town in Scotland. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, yeah. oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Then, very, very cool because like we go there and then, you know, uh, in the evening, everything is closed. So, mm. only one place in the whole town is open, which is the pub. I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went there for dinner lah. And then it's, it's very cool because whoever walks in the door, then everybody just greet them because everybody knows each other. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you entered, were you like the only Asians there or something? Confirm lah. Maybe for the past mo- few months, we were the only Asians. <laughs> no, because it's, it's not a place where, like you know Asians, okay, maybe quite stereotypical to say that, but Asians will normally go for more populated areas just to be safe, you know. To, to stay in or rather they feel for uh, booking places in these areas uh, in, in maybe, maybe. areas yeah. yeah I mean definitely it's more convenient also ma. In, in bigger if like bigger cities you know you, you get your convenience stores and stuff but we sort of took a risk uh, which had a good payoff I felt of the small town feel yeah I mean generally speaking I don't know there's something very natural about small towns uh. I, I, maybe I don't know maybe it's just us having a contrast of living in uh, Singapore is now at our time and age we never had the opportunity to live in a kampong and everything right so we don't know how it feels like to live and grow up within a kampong kind of like community yeah but it feels that it's more we feel more connected in towns like that because everything is so accessible by everything is within reach like in a way like not not within reach but the co- it's the town is you can walk the town like, basically you don't have to like drive you don't have to cycle and all that and you can basically you know walk around it's more natural in a way because by itself humans you know on our own self like think about it before transport and everything that's the only way that you can travel ma. Mm. or like horse la, you think about it la. Mm. and I think it's nice that I don't know about you la, but mm. I think even when I'm growing up, I never were like was like very close to the neighbors. Mm. Like like when you watch like those uh old dramas or rather dramas about the olden times in Singapore, then they show like oh in the kampong everybody help each other. Then you know they they know each other. They can walk into each other's house and then like you know that kind of thing. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's like a gigantic family, extended family like, in a sense. Yeah, never had the never had a feel. And then, like, going to all these small towns, yeah, kind of give me that feel. Yeah, I mean, for Singapore's context, is we can't really, obviously, we can't go back to those times where it's, like, kampong houses and everything because we we don't have the land to support that kind of living. Hmm. Yeah, and then the other thing is also, but I guess it depends on whether you can make friends with your neighbours or not. I mean, I told you before, 
um, my opposite neighbors are very friendly, pretty big, pretty big family. Mm. I don't even know how many people live in the house, lah. But it's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's nice having that kind of like neighbors because both of both of our houses we open our doors. I mean, we open our gates. I mean, open our doors so that we can, you know, we see, we can see within each other's houses, lah. You know, mm. then when we go, out, we see each other. We were like. Seems to be very friendly and seems to be very nice. So that kind of like and having that kind of feeling when you reach home, you know, in a in a way in a sterile building where everyone is living in their own so called like uh, horseshoe apartments or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have this kind of human connections apart from our direct family itself. So mm-hmm. we know that there are people who kind of like you know make makes you feel part of the community lah. Even though it's just a connection between you and your neighbor like kind of thing. Mm. Actually, now that I'm listening to you talk about this, I did a bit of reflection on myself. I think I'm actually open to this kind of thing, but I'm not the kind that would initiate this kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I, it's very hard for me to to do that. Like, like for example, if they come here and then they try to be friendly, of course I'll be friendly back. But it's very hard for me to. I don't know. It's just not my personality. Mm. Yeah. Is, Cindy, is Cindy the opposite or more is no she's kind of the same also but it's not that we are unfriendly you know. it's actually to be honest like I, I don't think it's like we are the unusual ones you know no, I'm not saying that people who take the initiative are unusual but mm-hmm. but it's kind of common in Singapore I think although it shouldn't be the it shouldn't be the way la, but Singaporeans are generally more closed up or rather our generation la. Yeah, I think yeah. What, what you say has proof to it. Uh, yeah, correct. I think that's right. Because if you think about it, last time I heard, I heard stories from my late grandma and then my parents, even my, my paternal my grandparents, they say that living in the so-called, like, in the old society, in the kampung society, there's really like, you know, everyone has to be more open uh, because everyone knows, like you say, everyone knows each other, right? And then in a way, even if you don't, you go to your new neighbor's house and then, you know, you... In a way, break bread or what, what they call it. Mm. Yeah, because, I don't know, it's, it's very natural for them. Maybe now, because how, maybe it has to do with how the, how Singapore works also. Um, people are stressed up because of yeah. work, because of worrying about like the living, cost of living and all that. It attributes, maybe it attributes to how everyone is so close up. And now, some more recently, in the past 10 years or so, we got smartphones. Oh yeah. Maybe it's somehow it get gets extended towards the kind of um, disconnect we have from actual humans standing from each other lah. I mean, on the trains, I normally see pretty much like everyone using the phones. Of course, I use it as well, but most of the time, it's for me just like listening to music. After I press the playlist, I just put it inside my pocket and just look at people lah, and mm. take random photos of people too. So yeah. Actually, you know, that, you really, yeah. Sorry. And sometimes I can just bring up my my phone to read to my face and just snap the person in front of me, so they don't realize because they're so glued to the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, there might be some psychological thing behind this. Uh. Like maybe, maybe all humans need a certain level of social interaction. But because with social media and all this, like that, that aspect is satisfied by social media and, and texting. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. To the point that we don't feel the need to interact with people physically. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe that's why. Uh. Maybe. I think, I think there's a... I don't know. I don't really have the facts for that, but... I'm pretty sure it's somehow affected. Uh. Our, our show don't need facts. Uh. <laughs> our show don't need facts. Uh. Our show is pure speculation. <laughs> pure speculation. For pure listeners. Uh, pure speculation and pure opinion. <laughs> until we get guests online, at least they can have some factual like uh, underlying uh, things. We'll probably ask stupid questions, but that's the whole point. We're trying to learn so that you can learn too. So we rather <laughs> sound stupid rather than not learn anything. Uh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Nobody knows everything anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so so I think on that note, because now you, you got me thinking about myself. Uh, I want to improve myself. Uh, so maybe I'll start by saying hi <laughs> when I see them, uh, when I see my neighbors. Yeah. Have you oh so have you really gotten to know all your neighbors on your level or uh no. <laughs> no, but but if I, I see them I'll like like I'll smile and hi. No, but because they are not okay, so the I told you I told you right, the my direct neighbor right. That oh, means the door right, yeah, right side. Yeah, oh. yeah it's, it's rented on. So they rent to a few China people. Mm-hmm. Like mostly uh, they are stewards. Uh. Then, mm-hmm. so they, A&E or what? Uh, Scoot or whatever. But mm-hmm. I can't even keep track. There's so many of them. So, <laughs> so it's like, and then like, 
they're obviously here just to work, you know, they're so mm. that feel also to, to like make friends with them or what. Yeah. Then the other side one, I only bump into them a few couple of times. Yeah. So maybe I'll try, I'll try and like, like hi. I'm I think it has to be a conscious effort. Even for me, it's pretty conscious because like I think we there's another neighbor that just uh, recently moved in. Uh, uh it's a Malay couple or what, uh, I'm not sure. So that time I was taking the the leaf up, and then got this Malay guy come up with me also, and some other people also lah. Then I said, uh, there were some people at the um at the button asking like, hey, which floor you guys want to go up? Like, well, I said ten floor, and then the guy said same also. But then there were so many people, I didn't really get the chance to talk to him within that very short fifteen second go up to the ten floor lah. But then go up already, he go up first, then turn right, he go to his apartment to, to like talk to him, and then he move already. Then uh, yeah, that way lah. Maybe some other time when. Like, see them outside then talk to them mm. yeah, la. so I think it has to be kind of a conscious one conscious yeah. effort like. yeah. yeah yeah I'll try I'll try yeah we can all benefit from um, knowing your neighbors and uh, helping each other I guess yeah speaking yeah. of um, living together in harmony I think uh, um, there's a very sad uh, news that came out um, when, when was it uh, last week last Friday uh, as if you guys are listening to this, you guys probably know about this as well. So, about uh, on 15 March in Christchurch, New Zealand, uh, during the, you know, uh, for Muslims, so we normally, every week, every Friday, we go for Friday prayers, which is pretty much the equivalent of maybe for Sunday Mass or anything like that. Go there for, basically we go to mosques and we go to pray, like, listen to a short sermon and then we, you know, pray as a community and everything. So during that time, a group of, as far as I know, maybe about three people, three, three people actually went to two mosques and then basically shot up every, shot up the place. Like. Mm. So in total, about 50 people lost their lives and several other not known, like a lot of like injuries and everything. Like. Mm. So it was pretty, to me personally, I don't know, because I can, I've always thought New Zealand to be a very, how do you say it, a very nice place. Mm. The last place I would expect this thing kind of to happen is New Zealand. If this kind of thing, I would probably expect it to happen in the US or what. But I didn't know at that point of time that the New Zealand allow like, you know, fully automatic weapons to be bought and everything as long as you mm. go through some basic screening. Mm. Yeah, I didn't but know yeah. that as well. Um. Yeah, yes. Did you unfortunately see the video? Uh, I had the option to see it, but I didn't want to see it because I know I think it will be like I'll be very affected, la. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good decision because uh, okay, because I I saw it la, but it was because um my my friend like you know I I think they were sh- like everybody was sharing it in WhatsApp groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. I clicked on it so. The video that I saw was um uh, this guy was streaming it live. He was streaming the whole thing live. So. The video looks as if it was staged. You know what I mean? Because he's like saying, "Okay, I'm gonna do." I I, I couldn't hear like, I, I mean, I was I was just watching it without sound. But basically, it mm. looks like it looks like he's he was playing a game. Like he I probably mounted the camera on his head or something, and then he went in and then he, well, he shot everyone that he saw. So when I watched it, I because my friend didn't say anything when he shared the video. So I watched it, I was like, okay, is, is this like a, like some game or some, because you know, some people do these videos and um, mm. it, it didn't felt real at all because mm. I don't know, it, 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 it's not something that you can process it as being real. It's too unbelievable. It's terrible. Lah. So after I watched it, I was like, so um, the guy eventually got away. So it, it just felt like, okay, then, then I was wondering, okay, what, what is this? And then shortly mm. after, I think um, uh, I saw on Facebook, lah. And then I realized why it is. It was like, oh my F. To, to the extent that I couldn't even process that it was something real that's happening. Um, but when you say that, uh, I think they, they said that they intentionally chose New Zealand to do this, right? I don't uh, know. I didn't, I mean, was it part of the, I heard there's a manifesto and I've never, I've not got the chance to read the, the manifesto thing that they, they wrote. Uh. So I, I think the gist of it is they were choosing locations to do it. And then mm-hmm. um, I don't know the exact options or whatever, but eventually they settled on New Zealand. Uh, to be honest, it's, it has nothing to do with the country. Uh. Like mm. we all know that it's a peaceful place where a lot of races live together. And then, from what I know, there hasn't been problems or at least huge problems in yeah, they were very I think they are very accepting to to like diversity. Uh. 
Yeah, so so I think that is also because these people are terrorists, so they intentionally chose an accepting place to basically to release uh, kind of shit, yeah, yeah. To, to basically like you know inject terror into the place, uh, which yeah, is cause the most kind of like terror like. Yeah, but it's, yeah. um, it's it's some it's not it's not it's just something that you know you nobody can expect or prevent because it's just a few psychos who just decided to do this, you know. The one thing that I, not the one thing, but the the things that I think they should focus on and the world should focus on is how they are reacting to this. Mm. How how the people there, um, did you see the so so on the next day or what they the the Muslims there want to pray again, so obviously the the, the locals basically form a circle and then they protected them and I let them pray. You know this mm. kind of thing, you know, to to show that you know we are not afraid of these stupid shooters, you know, um. What happened has happened, lah. Like it's unfortunate, lah. Nobody could have prevented that. But I guess the the good thing is, you know, seeing all these positive uh, reactions to it. Yeah, I guess like what terrorists aim to do, in my my opinion, like what they do is like basically they, you know, imagine like they're basically like a bull entering like a China shop, uh, like you know, China not China the country, but a China shop selling all those like porcelain wares and everything. Yeah. So basically, because that one one bull, they charge and destroy everything. So there's a lot of really, how do you say? I try to cause terror, lah, more or less. Even though it's, how do you say? For me personally, being a Muslim guy, and then somehow it's like it's a, it's a every week I go for Friday prayers. I try to go for Friday prayers. I could imagine myself like last time when I was in Australia, I, when I go, I've I've been to mosques in Australia as well, and it's a similar kind of thing where both generally speaking, both men and women also, and the kids also go there for a weekly thing lah, because it brings people together. For Singapore, generally speaking, mostly men go lah, but for ladies, I think I don't know maybe it's a cultural thing. We don't they don't they don't really go. Yeah, so I could imagine myself. I I could feel I don't know personally. I felt the I felt quite bad because I would imagine if let's say for example I was in there or for example in Australia or what then I went to prayers I brought if I bring like Sophia and my and Ida and everything for Friday prayers then if something like that happened wow that one it's beyond my underst- it's beyond my how do you say that? to be honest that if it was me I think it would be beyond my understanding like that at that point of time yeah like the I guess the main thing what they tried to do this this white supremacist terrorist what they're trying to do is pretty much try to make up a community now and also I, I'm pretty sure they try to do it to in a way, encourage other people who are having the same thoughts to do the same thing, lah. Mm. Whether it's towards Muslims or towards other kind of like um, religions or cultures, lah. But the way I see it, about the way, the reaction from the New Zealand community has been very amazing, in my opinion, because you can see how peaceful they are, lah. You can see how really they, how really they are like accepting of everyone, lah. In a way, even you see it from the leadership of the of their PM, the Sinda. Uh, the way that she handles it, the way that you know, like they, I, I didn't know that New Zealand allowed, like you know, fully automatic. You can buy guns and everything in New Zealand, uh, and fully automatic guns in that case. But what they, she basically he she raised up the parliament to actually you know ban or sale of automatic guns. Mm. Took them like less than a few days to actually do it, and then basically what else? Uh, what else did they do? There's a lot of things uh, like she didn't want to make the terrorists. Like famous, to not to mention the name in any media, make it illegal to share all the so-called videos that they stream while they were doing the attacks, mm. and then basically do a lot of things. Like even the, that's reaction from the PM, and then even the Parliament also like agrees to do it. Then people voluntarily, gun owners in New Zealand voluntarily give up their automatic weapons to do this because to be honest, like why do you need automatic weapons to hunt? You just need a hunting rifle, right? Mm. You want to shoot like what ten million sheep, ah? I don't know, man. Yeah. I know there's a lot of sheep there, lah. But mm. the thing is, generally speaking, uh, and then how like last yesterday was it yesterday? Oh, uh, the uh, week, uh, week after for the following Friday prayers, they open up the mosque that was shot and everything. Then how they stream the call to prayer, which is the azan, uh, call to prayer for for live on live television and everything. And then people, uh, the community, the Muslim community that's non-Muslim also came around to support, lah. In a way, how how you know over there. New Zealand is a it's ingrained in the Maori culture, right? Those these people are the indigenous people of New Zealand. Mm. How they perform the haka to send respects to the people who have fallen and everything, lah. Yeah, 
Because it's very, Hakka itself is very emotionally charged. Uh. When I saw like, there was like this group of kids, because one of their schoolmates were killed mm. during the attacks. And when they do it, the, the, you can see the, how say, intensity and everything of them trying to show the respects. Uh. Mm. You know? Yeah. 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 I read but, about that as well. Mm. Yeah, man. Even up to the point, like, even, even the ladies, like, it's uh, something that even the, the, the so-called the New Zealand ladies who are non-Muslim, they, somehow they showed so because how people are, they were worried that people who Muslim ladies who wear the the hijab or the tudung, they they worry to about uh, to to wear because you know it's, it is a showcase of your faith lah. Hmm. But in a way to prevent that from being worried, or they wore like you know they wore head scarves also lah. They wore scarves and everything to show that it's okay. Everyone's wearing it lah. You know. Mm. Even I saw a picture of a cop also, a New Zealand like, police lady. She also wear a hijab also. And then, well, it's very, to be honest, it's very heartwarming. Mm. I think mm-hmm. the purpose of the terrorists like, doing this to divide the people, I think, in a way, it's kind of backfires. Mm. At this stage of time, I see that it's backfires because we can see how New Zealanders are, la, how the community is over there. Mm. How they show the support. La, you know? Yeah, yeah the, in my opinion, like this, this I, I don't know what these shooters like it's it's a very pussy move, uh. like you know, you you're trying to yeah. prove that you are, you are a superior race, and then that's is that really how you prove it? You went in with a automatic rifle and you shoot unarmed people. Just yeah, man, go and shoot up with like unarmed people uh, and see how it goes, uh. Yeah, I mean it's it doesn't show that you're superior, uh, in my opinion, uh. And there's there's a couple of stories that stood <clears> out, uh, like like people who died trying to prevent. Shooters to kill more people. There was a guy, I don't know his name, but there was a guy who he tried to fight. Then I think because of that, he died. But he, people who, who lived were saying that because of him, probably saved more lives. And then got another guy who lived. He literally, like, for my, for my understanding, one of the shooters, he literally took a cash register or credit card machine or what, and then he threw at that guy. And then he chased after him or something. He really charged after that person. And then he picked up one of the guns that were. On the floor, I think one of the guns he picked it up and tried to shoot the person, but then it's out of it's basically out of round city. Mm. So the guy went into the car already because trying to take his other gun or what lah. And the guy threw like really threw the, the, the rifle like super strong until the, the wind windshield broke. And then mm. the guy sped off lah. Sped off after a while, then the police caught 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 the caught the guy who one of the other like terrorists lah. Mm. So yeah, I think as as far I guess as horrible as it is. To, to Muslims, we believe that if you're in prayer or you're attending like, you know, Friday prayers and everything, or generally praying or trying to show your devotion to your faith, to God and everything, if you die, you're, it's pretty much like, straight you go to heaven. Lah. So, yeah. so I guess there's uh, no silver lining. Lah. Mm. But there were some things that, um, you know, when, when the thing just happened, uh, some people say like, oh, okay, uh, I hope they, 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 they admit that these people are terrorists, you know, as in, yeah, their point is, you know, like in, in the past when things like this happened in US, they'll just try like because it have it's white people, then they'll just mm-hmm. say, Oh, they are mentally, you know, wrong. You know, something something wrong with them mentally. La, instead of like just yeah. like them as straight up terrorists. Um so this time they obviously the Prime Minister labeled them as terrorists straight away, which is a mm-hmm. which a lot of people think that it's a it's the right thing to do. La. But actually when I when I look at it again, la, um it is the right thing to do, but at the same time, it's, it's not like we are supposed to say, okay, white people can be terrorists too. You know, it's, it's time to disregard them as, as part of the human race entirely. No, yeah, no. Generally speaking. So because, okay, like previously, okay, the, the so-called, like people have this image that terrorists are like Middle Eastern people, you know, that, that, that twisted image. Yeah, that's, how, uh, that's how the media yeah. has been portrayed. <clears throat> yeah, that's what the media has been putting on and that's wrong mm. but it's also wrong if we start to say oh you know, like, like we should yeah, not right. we, we should not yeah, I, agree, I agree yeah we should not even categorize them as us you know they, they are like I don't even want to say animals because animals are not like that you know animals are kind animals are kinder like, to be honest like, like these people are just <clears throat> I, I don't know what's, what monsters I guess they are, they are not from this world Social um, pass, maybe. Yeah, the way much. they think is is not aligned with any of us anymore. Um, yeah. But um, I guess if we have to like be positive and, I mean, bad things are always like amplified. You know. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so it's like there's, of course, way more good people than bad people on this planet. It's just that the bad things are always on the news and, you know, people will say, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit, there's so many bad things out there. As humans, we also relate to... Bad, bad, when bad things happen, we actually feel it more than when good things happen because it's a... I don't know, that's just my my feeling because that's how we are as a human. I don't know, like you see, you always see the... When you see someone, you see the bad things first before you see the good things. If somehow you see the bad side of things. It's like, I don't know, it's a natural human thing and media, I guess, plays on that. That's the way that you're going to get views also, in a way. Yeah, that's twisted. Yeah, but whatever it is, I think... I don't know, man. Hopefully, when after after I mean this thing happened, really, hopefully people start to know. I mean, there's one thing when you I think we spoke about it before, lah. There's one thing when you just know of it, like you know, uh, your Buddhist, I'm Muslim, or what. And then there's another, but we don't really know the 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 inner workings of it, of what we actually believe, how it's structured. And I think hopefully with this thing happening, more and more people actually understand. Try to learn from more about from each other, lah. You know, we are. I think we are only for. Anyway, in my opinion, we are, we are on this earth in a very limited time. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. on this earth to actually make enemies or not like this group of people, not like this, not like that, we're not going to like, we're going gonna to die as a human species, da, as human race, da, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I think the more can, the world can actually, you know, use, be, the world can advance more if we actually understand each other and we might, like I said before, like, we don't have to agree with each, other, with each other's beliefs, but we can acknowledge it and respect each other's beliefs are, you know. We are cultures and beliefs. We're different now, but we're different as different cultures, but that's the way that we can move forward, ma. If we're the same plain culture, one single culture that got thing, we're not gonna we're gonna have a different perspective in life. That's the main thing. Oh. How are we gonna advance? How are we gonna have like different ways of thinking and all that? Ah, yeah. What to do lah. But main thing is that. Yeah, I I think as one of the the Maori said, like we all bleed the same. Um we have to yeah, as as a as a human race, we have like you said, I like, have to understand each other. I have to keep the faith that you know that there's still way more good people out there. You know, the the, mo- think, the moment we we start doubting that is the moment we lose to them. I mean, I think generally speaking, the world is good, I think nobody's gonna. Yeah, I think ultimately, I think I feel that people are good within their hearts. It's just a matter of expressing it. Yeah. Or not lah, you know, depending on how you see it. Yeah. But of course, you got people who ride e-scooters and bump into people without any consideration. But that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah, that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah I hope uh, um, this kind of thing stop happening, uh, seriously. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's impossible it's, to stop. It's impossible to stop lah. Yeah. Because there's, there's over 7 billion people. The percentage of people doing this might be a small, small, like one or two people out of a billion. What's the percentage of that, right? But that one person or a few group of people can cause so much damage mm. because, you know, it's impactful lah, you know. One per- like I said, like, it's like a bull entering a china shop and then just destroying everything. Yeah, man. Shit, man. I would love to see it if they do something like that. Then they not. It's like, unarmed people, what's, what's the... Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, man. Straight up. Oh well, our prayers are with New Zealand. Yeah, I guess that's it from us for this episode. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, stay positive and keep your faith that humanity is still good. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن محمد الرسول 
Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Hey! 